Hello and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. As you can see, the man on my right. Um, yeah, Shad Oji. Shad, thanks for joining us. No how are you, buddy? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Yeah, thank you for joining us. No worries. Um, yeah, let's, let's start right back to the beginning of, of your career, where it all started. Back in your, back in your home country, Ireland. Yeah. Um, yeah, played for, a, played for a local club. Correct in saying, I don't know about my research, but... Pipe Rovers? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah? Tell us, um, tell us a little bit about a young Shad then. Go for it. <laughs> young me, I'll say energetic. I actually played out um, left wing. Um, yeah, I was like 11, 12, 13. And then um, had a couple of injuries and then ended up having to play centre half. Like, for like a game or so and just really enjoyed myself in that position. Um, yeah, it was, it was um, very good times, you know, just young, just wanted to play football, which is what I love doing. I suppose when you're, when you're growing up at that age and you're trying to, you know, play a certain position and you get thrust into another position, was it sort of like a, I suppose in retrospect now, looking at where you are now, it was sort of a blessing in disguise you ended up playing that centre-back role so young? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I thought of it at them time, I just, just went, even if I had to go and go, like, I would just say yes, like, just wanted to be on the pitch just to, just play football, and so yeah, I would say it was a blessing in disguise. How, how were you as a left winger? We're not like missed out on a, something special, have we? Uh, <laughs> um, like, I was just still the same, like just quick, powerful, like just one-footed, um, could deliver a ball back then. To be fair, saying that, remember we went to Crawley and the own goal that was that was caused by you could run down the left wing, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think that was my goal. Oh, you're <laughs> that. I'm claiming that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose in a way, is that is that going back to those early stages of you say about left wing and all seriousness? Is that why now we've obviously we've moved to the back three, and you're so comfortable bringing the ball out of defence? And the amount of times that certainly here we see you driving into that left hand space. Do you think? I suppose looking back to the early times of you playing in that position, that's where that confidence comes from. Yeah. Also, um, and even back at my. Um um, other clubs as well. Um, I used to play left back, so I f- um, that was quite handy. You know, I'm good at driving the ball. So yeah, yeah obviously coming over to England, um, you you went you went straight into Hornchurch Academy. Is that right? So I mean, pretty local yeah. to here, but um, yeah, straight into a, obviously that 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 academy at, at non-league level. How was that for you as a young lad for you, for your upbringing? Um, yeah, it was good. Obviously, my whole family moved down here. Um, then, with Horn Church, I, I was on loan to a club named Newby Park, and then they knew a guy that wanted me over in Horn Church. I was just like, yeah, like why not? And then, after I've done my GCSEs, I've moved in to come to the Horn Church Academy. I wanted to still be involved in the football, in the football world. So, um, done that. Um, Horn Church is a great place. Um, welcomed me in very well, and um, yeah, ended up playing like FA Youth Cup there as well. So yeah, nice. Yeah, obviously, that then that then led you on to the the move to your, your big move to Orient. Um, yeah, tell us tell us about how that come about then, because the smile on your face is it all. <laughs> it was actually crazy. Um, I remember playing Orient in FA Youth Cup on a Tuesday night, and ended up getting like smacked like four 0 <laughs> so then 
that Wednesday then I was just like in bed just thinking like oh like I think it really hit me then that like we're out the youth cup so I was just like thinking and planning like oh what am I going to do next and then um, I ended up getting a call from um, um, the, the um, chief scout Steve Foster that Wednesday and he was just telling me that um, talking to me about the game and um, how he wanted me to come in on trial so I feel like that was another blessing as well. Um, it was just, it was just crazy. Cause I was literally just in bed, just thinking about like, oh, like what am I gonna do now? And then like, ten minutes later, I just get a phone call from like a plus four four, and it was ended up being Steve Foster. Then he told me then to come in that Thursday. So end up playing them Tuesday night. I was just thinking about life Wednesday, and then went on trial then that Thursday. Wow. So yeah, I was just it was. Very quick, yeah. How much did that theory of self-belief? Because at that time, Orient, they were on the back of, I think it was the back end of the big ownership issues they were having when people were going on a pitch and things like that. They'd been very notorious EFL club up to that point. Obviously, I remember some of the Orient teams we've played in recent years. I remember we went to, oh, I can't remember what year it was. I think we were 4-0 down at half-time and we'd all gone. <laughs> I was going to show how good Orient teams were back in those days. But <clears throat> how much self-belief did that give you when a, a team with such pedigree as Leighton Orient were, were giving you a call and saying they wanted you there? Um, very excited, um, privileged as well. Um, spoke, told my family like straight away about it. So like they just were very excited for me as well, prayed for me and um, yeah, I was just very buzzing really. Yeah, obviously um, you made your debut 2019 for him, FA Trophy. How was, how was that the first time to put on that Orient shirt? And I think, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I didn't think I was going to come on. I was like, I was just preparing for it. Once I knew I was in the squad, I was just like, I was nervous. And then um, the gaffer then told me like, oh, like, Shad, you're coming on. I was just like, I, I actually couldn't feel my legs at that point. I was just like, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was crazy. But yeah, it was a good feeling, yeah. What sort of players were in that, um, that Orient team that you've uh, set up at that time? Is anyone sort of there at that time we would have heard of being good EFL careers at the moment in time or? Around my age. <clears throat> yeah, in that, um, in that FA youth squad you had at Orient. There's a, there was a couple, yeah. Um, Jaden Sweeney. Uh, yeah. Um, Ruel Saturio. Yeah. He's still there, isn't he? Yeah, still there. Um, Hector Capriani, but he's at Peterborough right now. Um, and like Dan Hap, Dan, mm. Dan Hap as well. Yeah, just like two or three more. But yeah, they're all Dan Happ, is he at Wickham or have I made that up? No, nah, he's um, been at Orient, from, came through the academy. Must be another Dan Happ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously loaned out to, to Bishop Salford. How was that for you that um, you had to basically go back to non-league to then, I guess, come back again? Was you, was you happy to do that in terms of your game time? Yeah, um, before the loan, obviously I spoke with the gaffer, the system manager, just telling me that how, you know, at a young age, I think I was like 17 at them times, or 16, you're just telling me about um, how, you know, as a young lad, you need to have that men experience, you know, get out there, play as much games as possible. And I feel like it has helped me even till now, you know, having that um, physical strength, you know, um, and how I deal with like certain situations in a match. So, yeah, I do feel like that um, loan move at Bishop Salford really did help me at that young age. Yeah, obviously the man, you, you mentioned the gaffer, 
um, the gaffer being, I presume, Justin, Justin Enderborough. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about Justin. Um, obviously, he was a manager here. Um, I noticed on your social media, I think it was, I don't know if you've changed it now, but it was a little while ago that you had him as your cover photo on your Twitter page. Um, sadly, obviously, we lost, we lost Justin um, a few years back. Um, yeah, tell us, tell us in your words what, what Justin meant to you. Oh, it was great, man. Um, a bit scared. I was, yeah, I was, I was still very young. I was petrified of him. So, like, every time, like, at the training ground, like, whenever I see him, just, you know, even how I'm sitting, I was just, like, sit up straight. In training, like, I'm giving 100%, like, and even, like, when I'm having, a, like, a down day, it was, like, he'll notice. And then he'll pull me for a chat, see how I'm doing this and that. Just little stuff like that. And also, it's, like, as the gaffer there, it wasn't just speaking about, about football, football, football. Like, I could speak to him about other stuff as well that happened in my life or just no, just normal conversations, which I feel is a big thing to have as a, as a manager. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I just let the group really well and obviously got us, that, um, got us promoted as well. So, yeah, it was, yeah he, was, he was a great man. From yeah, a, tell him. Go, go on. I was going to say, from a fan's point of view, we always look for you know, managers who have that connection from the sidelines to the stands. I think in recent years, I think many have had that. More than Justin did. I remember we, we what year was it, 2015-16, when, when we were top of the league, we were, I think Warsaw for a good, good large part of it. We had a game at Wigan, which didn't go our way, and it all sort of spiralled downward from there, unfortunately. But, you know, that's football. But... What we remember about Justin is he always made us like, believe we had that chance to get promoted to what would have been a championship then because we were in League One and yeah, it didn't quite happen. I remember we uh, we had the Player of the Year event, I think it was a day or two before the final game of the season. We had Millwall at home, we needed to win and we needed Wigan to do something or other or not do it, I can't really remember. I remember he was really drunk out of his head and he was saying, We're gonna beat we're gonna beat Millwall 2 0, we're gonna go we're gonna go we're, we're gonna we're gonna go to the playoffs and we're gonna win at Wembley. He's like, that didn't happen. But again, that's football. But what was he like as a inspiration to not just teammates, but also you would have noticed, I suppose, the fans and all in how much they bought into what I wanted to do, because that was probably one of the key things we always remember about Justin is regardless of what we did on a Saturday or Tuesday, we always had that belief coming out of a game that we could achieve something. It didn't happen in the end, but again, that's football. It's not always going to, but how was that effect on, on you and you believe Orient as a club as a whole at that point? Yeah, it was a big effect. Even if it was coming against the, the biggest team, like you always give us that belief that, you know, as long as you fight, your, um, like in your ambitions as well, like anything's really possible. And that really, it touched us all. Like I remember he gave us a little speech um, about it. It was just, just having that belief as well. It was just, just the way he just he presents himself is just crazy. Like you can feel it just around the room. Like we're like any room that he's in, like you know that his presence is there. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Do you think? Do you think in a way that I know? Obviously you're at Jules now, and and he's left. I would I would I would say he's left he's left his legacy here as well. Do you feel like you're still playing for him slightly in a way? Do you feel that he's still? You, you still sort of look up to look up to him up there and, and, and you're still representing him in a way as as your gaffer, I, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. Even like, last moments in games, like I'm feeling fatigue and this and that, like I still remember like him having that chat with me about it. Like we had a chat in pre-season about how it was my first pre-season, how like I was obviously not in um, in full gear like with everyone else. 
he just told me just, just keep pushing, keep trying your best and like no one can complain. So I still take that on board till now about like even like last minute in games and how I'm feeling tired and like, <laughs> how do I say it? And I just remember like just that type of conversation and if I give a bad ball away, I'm just thinking, yeah, like, you know, everything's fine. Just, yeah. just reaction and stuff like that. So like, yeah, he does still play um, a key part in my football career. Where would he rank in terms of the best you've played under? Because we've spoke to numerous Jewels players on that side I was talking about earlier who obviously no longer here. They've gone on, some of them retired, some of them just playing somewhere else or whatever. But they've always said that he was one of, if not the best they've worked under in terms of man management skills, in terms of being that inspiration. There was a really nice uh, moment we had in the game where we drew um, Tottenham in the EFL Cup or Carabao, whatever it was called. Uh, obviously, he used to play for Tottenham, it was quite legendary there. We, we got thumped 5 0, but that's besides the point. And it was nice to see him get that sort of emotion from all four sides of the ground to the effect he had at Tottenham. It seems like a characteristic he followed that wherever he went, he was really highly appreciated. And that was shared by the players we had at the time. But for you, where does he rank in terms of, of course, no disrespect to every other manager you've worked under, but yeah, is he right at the top for you? Yeah, I'll say he's right at the top for me. I feel like the connection that he's built with me, like my family, and with the the club that I was with with him, uh, like I don't think it's able, can't top anywhere else. Um, like I said, like the type of conversations me and him have had, like I felt so comfortable around him. If I'm having like a couple, like a bad day or a bad couple of days, like he would just pull me and just speak about stuff like that, which obviously I haven't had yet, or like just in anywhere in general. So I'll say like the relationship that I had with him is just crazy so I'll say yeah he's up there obviously let's let's join your two loan spells together then before we before we get onto obviously Jill's um, Dover all the shot um, of Dover correct from wrong other Hess yeah. yeah so yeah just speak a little bit about Dover and Dover and all the shot um, Dover and all the shot um, yeah them, them loans as well they really did help me in my career um, coming against a couple of good players I've met a couple of good players as well. Um, then the Dover loan did get um, cut short because it was the COVID times. Yeah. But um, it's got a worry though, didn't it? Against not? against Aldershot actually, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um, my time at Dover was short but sweet. Um, I played. I, I can't remember how many games I've played on there, but I've played um, a good amount of games in that short period of time, and um, I took a lot from from that loan and from under Hess as well. I think Hess was a great manager. Um, and with Aldershot, um, I enjoyed that loan as well. It was a bit far from, from home, yeah. so um, it was a bit out of my comfort zone, but I've been told that being out of your comfort zone is sometimes, is sometimes good for you, yeah. which I embraced and was thankful for the loans as well. So like, just before we get to Jules, obviously, you did. You were part of that Leighton Orient team who won the title last year. I believe you actually ended up coming on in the game here, didn't you? Because uh, so Omar Beckles who got sent off within yeah. about 10 minutes or something. And we needed to win to guarantee survival. You needed to, I think, draw to confirm it. But even if you lost and Bradford lost, which I did to Swindon, ironically, Johnny Williams scored the winning goal for Swindon that mm. night. All sort of all comes together, didn't it, in a weird way. We got what we wanted, obviously, with the survival. You got you wanted, even without having to win. But what was I was wondering from players' point of view, because obviously we all know the uh, the issue with the floodlights. We've seen it again this season as well. Some of these do something about that, really. 
Um, what was it like for you as players? Because I know you went back into the tunnel where people were like checking their phones to see the Swindon score. Was it Richard Wood and saying everyone just sort of remained calm until we get back out there or whatever? Um, yeah, Rich, it was, Richard was just saying like everyone just still stay focused, you know, we're still um, have, like in the game. But then um, once we all got out, I think we was playing for a bit and then like we heard like the fans just like cheering and that. I don't think, I don't think we'd even start it. I think everyone got into position, the referee's about to blow it, especially he's had the roar from the scandal. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know. obviously the, the people and the staff and I was checking their phones and that's when we um, found out that we was going out. So it was, a bit, it was crazy because it was like my first promotion. So um, yeah, it was just an unreal feeling really. And then obviously after celebrating here as well, um, yeah, it was just a great experience that. Must have been, been quite weird thinking like you, you don't have to do anything else in the game, but you still got like, I think the 10 minutes, I don't know if you've ever seen it, that um, clip from the Simpsons where it's like Mexico playing whoever and they're just passing the ball back to oh, each yeah. other. But it was yeah, like yeah. that for the last like 10 minutes. That was a bit weird to me as well. I didn't really know like how to feel at that one time because <laughs> both both teams have got what they wanted yeah so it's like is there any point playing like so yeah it was just a weird one really because i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure neil harris had, 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 had had a conversation with with richie and said well we might as well just have, basically have a training game yeah. for the next 10 minutes yeah which is which is quite weird obviously you you'd signed a contract extension at orient i'm pretty sure that january hadn't you mm. and then and I'm pretty sure it was to the end of the end of this season, yeah. was it? Yeah. But then, obviously, seven months, pretty much seven months into the deal, we come in for you. Um, so, yeah, why? I suppose the question: Why? Why Gilles? Um, after signing at Orient, um, I look at it like because I'm still kind of young, I want to play games. Yeah. Um, I see. I look at Gillingham as a good opportunity for me to play a lot of games. Um, I've seen like Ethan Coleman came in from Orient as well, was doing well, has been playing, um, and I felt like just Jules was the right move for me if I really wanted to actually play. And um, so far, like it's been going, it's been going well. You know, under um, the gaffer here. Um, top guy you know he knows like his stuff he knows he knows his football and yeah i'm just grateful to be here i remember i think we were playing charlton in a pre-season game and i think you were having your photos in one of these boxes a bit further down that way and no one was watching the game everyone was sort of like what's, what's happening over there <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't you couldn't really tell because i think your back was facing the stand so all mm. we could see is like this really tall bloke we couldn't like was... yeah i see I, I think i seen it on twitter they said that if it was some they said a different name actually yeah it was um it was the guy from Cardiff. What was his name? Um, the winger, uh, o Ojo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I seen that. I was just, I was, I was in bed at that time. I was just laughing. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a good moment. You know, but, it, but then obviously we put it out that we were heavily linked with you, like on our channel, and then we had like all the Orient fans just basically messaging like, how have you got him? What a steal! Like one of the best defenders at the club. Like Orient fans couldn't have had nicer words to say about you, like all over social media. No, I appreciate that. The Orient fans, they, they've been great for the time that I've, I've spent there. Like, can't say a bad mm. word about them. Um, yeah. Because I remember we, I, went, I went up to Stockport on the opening day, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know too much about you when you signed, which is quite a common thing for a lot of our players in recent years, mm. before the takeover. But I remember we, uh, I think Conor Marston picked up an injury the week before or during the week of the Stockport game and we all expected because we saw Conor and Max play together for the vast majority of last season before it's going to be 
MC started, then we saw your name on the team sheet, and I was like, okay. And uh, Ethan started as well that game, and he hadn't played too much uh, the season before. And I remember just coming out of that game, obviously buzzing because we played quite well in that game. I know people might see it as a smash and grab or whatever, but I think we actually probably deserved to win the game on the basis. And mm. and I went defended, going to probably the toughest place in the division, especially where you look at Stockport on now. And I was walking out of that game with my, my friend Reese, who went to the game with me, and I was like, this centre half's a pick up. Like, probably, you, were, you were colossal that game. I think we spent about. I did about an hour podcast. I got in about must have been half eleven. I think a good forty five minutes just talking about you, not to <laughs> not to like inflate your ego, but like that was like you know when as fans when you come off a long long journey and you've got three points, the buzz is like massive. Yeah, I'm sure it's for players as well. And we're just like mesmerised by you. Like, <laughs> I could have worded that better, but you get, you get the general gist. <laughs> no, yeah, I appreciate that. And like, how was it the first three or four games? I know we we had that. I think we made history the first team to win the first five games 1-0 or something like that with a 3-1 win over Southampton in the second game in all competitions but that was under Neil of course it was a really great start for not just the team but obviously for you as a defender coming in playing consistently and keeping I think four or five clean sheets in a row that must have been incredible for your confidence as well yeah it was yeah it was a great feeling you know coming to a new club new environment and um, picking up wins picking up clean sheets like what more can you ask for, really? Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was it was great for me, and obviously with the back four at the time. How was it with um, obviously because Neil's obviously no longer here, but how was it with him? Because obviously he brought you in. He was very much, um, I think he said it himself a few times. We were very much a, a clean sheet mentality side when when he was here, and that was what we were doing in the first month and a half or so. We were getting the first goal, holding on to it, and winning. How was how was he as a manager to man to man manager tactically, etc. I think it was great. Um, when I came in, he told me, uh, just listen, Shad, just do your own thing. Like, I mean, like, play your own game. If you make mistakes, you know, like, just continue going at it. Like, so that, I felt like that really did give me confidence to really just be me and to play my own game. Um, and then tactically as well, like, he knows what he's doing. You know, um, we were missing Hawks as well in the first um, start of the season, yeah. which was, he is a big threat for any opponent so um yeah we just just played alongside it and just you know just worked with what we had and it was going well yeah obviously complete complete change of style of play now um we've gone back to we've gone to a different formation obviously all three of you center halves are playing um we've certainly seen definitely in, in since steve's been here that you and certainly you and connor will just drive into midfield and 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 be confident with that. How were you finding that different that different style of play in terms of the whole team and and us keeping because we keep the ball a lot lot more now, don't we? Yeah. How were you finding that playing in that back three and the style of play that we're playing? Playing as a back three, um, I think Connor will agree with me. I feel like us driving in is like a big threat, a big weapon that me and him both have. I think we can we do it quite comfortably. He's like in our it's just in our DNAs really and then Max is like the one that just sits off because he yeah. like, we look at him as like more like a leader just like just the protector the protector <laughs> you can say that um, and yeah like the style of play as well like, I'm really enjoying I'm like I enjoy just you know just passing the ball and moving just try just creating like loads of chances which I feel like we have been doing but we've been super unlucky haven't we in terms of the amount of chances that we've created we just can't oh, Saturday was the prime example wasn't it is that yeah. we outplayed a good side of in NK Dons for long, long periods. Yeah. We just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. I, I felt like we did do our homework on them, we and we we did play well. It just, just 
just didn't really just drop for us like the yeah. Lockwood wasn't there. Yeah, it must be frustrating. I, I, I guess for for you guys that it, it's yeah. Obviously, McCauley hit the bar in the second half. Hawks yeah. had a a couple of good chances, like you said. Obviously, good to see Josh get off the mark, but yeah. you see you see those chances, and you, I guess as players you must think. Jesus Christ, when, when is this going to fall for us? Exactly, but <laughs> as, a, as players, you know, just, I feel like just, just keep doing your own game and then the chances will come just when you take them. Just, just got to keep practising really, just keep making chances. That moment from Romeo when he put it across the box, I was thinking that nine times out of ten that hits in one of our players, one of their players and goes in and it just sort of summed up where we were. The one in the second half? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, it's just one of them ones, really. You must be quite frustrated yourself because I think in this season you've hit the bar, you've hit the post, you've had ones just gone wide, you've had ones good save. It's going to happen at some point. But hopefully, <laughs> as long as I take my chances, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get one. Hopefully, he's taking the calling one though. He said earlier. Yeah, oh yeah, I've, I'm taking that one. But <laughs> I don't think the boys will agree with me you, though. You, you mentioned about um, you mentioned earlier about obviously Steve Clements coming in three months into the job now. Um, yeah, we sit obviously just just outside the playoff places. Um, yeah, you say about him being being a really good, really good manager. Certainly on the training ground. Yeah, how have you found learning under him? Because obviously he's been he's been at the top level. He's worked with the top players. Um, yeah, how have you felt working under? Him? Yeah, um, yeah. For he, like I said, like he knows the stuff. You know, he knows like um, the threats that we can cause on a good day. He knows like the weapons that each player have. Like from switching from a four to a three, he knows that me and Con can. You know, drive in, pick out pockets, and stuff like that. So, like, he really has um, <laughs> done his work on us. And when it comes to a Saturday, he does his homework on them, and then we just try to find out their weaknesses and just exploit that. Really, so they are really hand, um, handy. I suppose, obviously, you know from obviously last year, but probably even more so this year. This is a very tough division this year. You look at the financial powers. Some would include us in that, I suppose. But you look at the Wrexham, Lots County, Stockport, Mansfield, etc. This is probably the toughest division to get out of, I'd say, in, in a good few years. And obviously it would be, if we could do it, it'd be back-to-back -back promotions for you. I suppose the question is where we are currently, how far away do you think we are from being a really massive threat to not only getting in those playoff positions, but staying in there and then what happens from there? I don't think we're far off it. As you can see on Saturday, like we've played really good football. It's just that the luck didn't just land to us. So I feel like on a good day, we can have anyone in this, in this division. It's just that just the luck hasn't really been by our side. So as long as we're creating chances, like that's that's really all I care about. You know, it'll be it'll be worrying if you know we have been creating chances. So the fact that we have and we just ain't taking it is just that we just we just keep going at it. Even even the Sheffield United game here a few weeks ago, we, we had chances to get it was never a four 0 game, you know, like towards mm. the end of the game I suppose fatigue comes into it and then when yeah. you, like the fourth goal from James Bacati there, that's just Premier League finish you can argue, isn't it? But mm. even in that game we on another day we'd probably get back into it, probably have chances to go on and at least get a replay. It's just small margins at times, isn't it, this year? Exactly. Even the one that Hooks was they said that was offside, but then looking back yeah, Max's header in the second half, that was yeah. big tipped onto the post maybe. Exactly, as I said luck hasn't been with us really recently. There we go. Um yeah, we'll end it there. Shad, thanks so much for joining us. Um all the best for the obviously the rest of the season we'll be we'll be in that random and cheering you on. Um hopefully we break break into the playoffs and, and hopefully we get um we might be at the end of the season talking about promotion, you never know, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> no, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for your time. Um yeah, you've been watching the M7 podcast with Shadow G. 
Um, yeah, thanks for, for all, all for watching. Um, keep retweeting, posting, liking, uh, and, and watching the channel. Thanks for your support. Cheers, guys.